Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. I want to start with Daniel, the 11th chapter, verses 30 to 35. It becomes a basis for the things I want to echo um, from the heavens into the earth um, and into your spirit so you can carry this message on to your co-workers, to your friends. Um, right now, I want to focus here on Daniel, the 30th, uh, 11th chapter, verses 30 to 35. And I'll do a bit of reading to start this foundational scripture off, um, but I'll explain it and we'll kind of leap from this base to move to some other things. So Daniel 11 chapter, verses 30 to 35, I'm reading from King James Version. It says, for the ships of Shittim shall come against him. Therefore shall he be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. Talking about a leader during the time of Daniel, uh, a leadership in Persia. So shall he do, this is that leader, he shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake, that forsake the holy covenant. And arms shall stand on his part and shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination and, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So before I keep going, but tell somebody, expect good things out of me. Come on, say expect good things out of me. Verse 33, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. They that understand. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by the flame, by captivity and by spoil many days. It means they're going to go through some things. They're going to go through. Now when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help. It means when they fall, that we're hoping, it means God's going to rescue them. So they'll go through things, but God's going to rescue them with a little help. But many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the, even to the time of end because it is yet for a time appointed. Let me try to digest this scripture so I can leap from here. Daniel, who many of us know, was the young man sold into Babylonian slavery. He's the young man that we're able to capture that he's a servant of God. He knows his heritage. He knows his heritage. And so I'm preaching the message, the people that know their God. Let me get that right now. The people that know their God. So again, Daniel knows his heritage. He knows where he come from. And although he's given into slavery and in that place of slavery they have their idols they have their gods they have their worship but it's not the worship of the true and living God they find through the series of circumstance that this God Daniel and his friends have something unique about them 
something unique about them. Although they're under pressure, they still got poise. Although they're under pressure, they still got courage. Although they've been sold into slavery and also their names have been changed and they're calling them by a different name, yet they know who they are enough that even on tough days, they hold their heads up. They notice there's something different about them even after further exploration and, and trying to get closer to Daniel to figure if they can use Daniel for their gain they find out that this guy has intelligence, wisdom, and wit. Even so much as they begin to prepare many types of dinners and festivals, and they have Daniel and these three guys around because they're excellent servants, the king sees, but while they're serving, they recognize, no, we don't want to eat from the king's table. We don't want it to be seen or make it look like that we can be bought. We know we've been sold to slavery. We know we are servants, indentured servants and under slavery, but we want you to know we can't be bought. Daniel makes that clear by saying, let me uh, have a little pulse or a little bit of soup on the side. I don't want to eat from the king's table because if I eat from the king's table, the king going to think he can control me. If I start eating from the king's table, if I keep coming to the king's table and eating from his table, he going to think that I'm, my allegiance to him is based on who he is and he don't understand my greatest allegiance is to God. And so he said, let me have a little quarantine period that I can separate myself. Tell somebody sanctification. Separate myself and y'all can test if I'm still going to be a good servant for you and if I'm going to still have strength to serve you. Let me sanctify myself from the king's table and I'll eat up this soup and, and, and of what we know today as a Daniel's fast and these lentils and these beans and, and let me cut back uh, from the steak and the potatoes let me cut back from all the banquets and all the propaganda and all the photo shoots let me cut back because they're starting to think that that, that I'm his boy and I got to tell them I, I'm not his boy I, I'm his boy uh, y'all ain't hear me I belong to the king and he says let me have this different diet he does so they check on Daniel um, after this period and he looks better than before his skin is clear his mind is still sharp and they begin to find out he's smart he's innovative he's intelligent he's gifted uh, he be able to, he's understanding math and science he has wisdom things happen inside this uh, situation that Daniel even begin to interpret dreams he interpret dreams he begin to rise in power uh, although he was sold in slavery uh, I'm telling you when God's in you nothing can keep you down people can organize schemes and scandals around you I'm telling you if God's in you nothing can keep you down even under slavery Daniel rises to power because his gift is needed they think at this point they can manipulate Daniel and cause Daniel to want worry more about rewards than serving God Daniel said listen here guy oh king I want you to know no matter what you do to us I'm serving the book of Daniel so I can understand uh, he says I, before, before, I want you to understand no matter how much meat you give us no matter how much you call my name out loud I'm not by 
bowing down to your God. I don't care what you tell everybody else at the time, certain time of the day, I'm not bowing down. I'm making a stand for God. And Daniel, in the book of Daniel, shows how God uses somebody sold into slavery to stand for him. In this situation, Daniel 11, Daniel is trying to delineate and put a clear distinction about what's going on in the environment. The king of that time is trying to manipulate the people of God. The king at that time is trying to manipulate the people of God to a point of view that the, the people of God will stop worshiping like they worship. He wants to take away the, their worship time, their servanthood time, their focus for God and he wants the attention. He wants the focus. He wants the glory. He wants all the allegiance but there is a people that God was raising up at the same time he was pruning there was a people in the midst of this climate that God was raising up at the same time he was pruning pruning even in today's climate I want you to know everything that has happened over the course of the four years with the um, uh, President Trump is still the president currently um, right um, and so everything that's happened has been a test not just to the world but I want to even focus on the kingdom of God it's been a test to the kingdom of God to see if we could stand for God in spite of what it looks like being manipulated to lose our allegiance to the Lord and here is this king in this time wants to kind of filtrate people want to try to make people more allegiance to him than to God Almighty but there are people who will get through the purging will get through the pruning will get through the test there are other people who will fall in the test I believe what has happened over the last couple of days especially has been a time of exposure it's been a time to let you know that everybody calling the name of the Lord not in it for God oh I might as well come closer to me in case you don't hear me come closer everybody preaching on Sundays don't really care about what God wants some are just interested in keeping up their lifestyle their mindset their ego and doing what they want to do for their gain everybody's not interested in God's agenda everybody's not interested because even in God's agenda there comes something called obedience and suffering there are times when you obey God you're gonna pay the price you ain't gonna look good you're gonna take some stripes you're gonna take some suffering and there are people who want the easy street but want God's rewards they want to be God's man and God's woman but they don't know how to back up from the table they don't know how to back up from the photo shoot and they get caught up with what was happening here is flatteries everybody say flatteries flatteries are vain words uh, vain words to make you lose who you really are you know vain words to pump up your ego to a certain point that you start doing things to please people and not God flattery flatteries and flattering uh, flattery was so strong in this day because it was trying to move people away from being anchored in God I want you to understand the people who know their God is what the scripture says verse 32 things will go on but the people who know their God they shall be strong and do exploits so I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt what God wants right now is strong people he wants people who are committed to 
him more than committed to this world who committed to his agenda and what he wants to do in the world Deuteronomy 18 helps us about how to be the type of people that God wants Deuteronomy 18 I want you to write this down Deuteronomy 18 verses 13 to 22 I'm not going to read the whole thing but it talks about how to walk with God it talks about how not to get caught up in false prophecy and false prophets. One of the greatest attacks over the last couple of years or so as we move closer into the end times uh, is the spirit of antichrist has hit the world. One of the aspects of the spirit of antichrist is the spirit of flattery, lying, deception, and deceit. It's very strong in the spirit of Antichrist. And so lying, deceit, and deception is at an all-time high. I've mentioned to you all while now that the media have to also do fact checks because while people are talking, they are lying. <laughs> all right, while they're talking, they're saying things that are untrue. All right, and so now media have to do fact checks behind certain people because every word or other word or every few sentences that come in their mouth is a lie. And if you're not careful, you'll get your emotion caught up in a lie. It ain't true, ain't got no truth to it. But because you don't search it out, research it out, know what's going on because you can't figure it out you're believing a lie and your emotions are out of sorts because you're believing a lie Deuteronomy 11 begins to speak here hear this about how to follow God one of the things God was making sure about his people since the days of old is they first didn't get caught up in witches they didn't get caught up in delusional thoughts they didn't get caught up in false prophecy and this is what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 13 let me read it right here so you'll understand about false prophecy because if you're going to walk and be strong you got to be strong against false prophecy you can't be caught up in egos I don't care how they look I don't care see if you're still caught up in Louis Vuitton if, you, if you're still caught up in BMWs and houses and that means more to you if you're caught up in wealth and everybody who seems to have wealth that's the people who, that's the only people you uh, gravitate to come on something's wrong you about to be tricked you about to be what they call hoodwinked you about to be pulled in and not know what happened to you and, 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 and he says listen let me teach y'all how to follow prophecy real good let me read this uh, Deuteronomy 13 I got an 18 verse 19 verse 19 it said and it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words which he shall speak in my name I will require it of him but the prophet meaning if you're not speaking in my name I'm going to require it of you I'm going to hold them accountable for not speaking my word verse 20 but the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak or that shall speak in my name of other gods even that prophet shall die so that's Old Testament so today here we go let me preach good today people get away with using God's name and they get to live through it because we're not under the Old Testament but if you was under the Old Testament and you put God's name on something and it wasn't God you were detrimental to the body of Christ walking in unity and what God did for false prophets 
prophets is he killed them. One of the ways to hush their voice and keep the people of God on track is to make sure people have a clear voice to destiny. And so now we got the grace. We're not, no, no, no longer under the Old Testament or we're just not the camp Israel. We're not the camp Israel. We're the world. We're the Gentiles mixed in under the covenant of Jesus Christ. Right? But back in those days, you didn't get up easily talking about thus says the Lord. But yet, I want to still build a big reverential fear, fear back into the house of God. I want you all to become militant of people prophesying all the time and begin to talk about it's the Lord. And it never comes to pass and it has nothing to do with if you did right, if you believe. No, they was wrong. They was in error. The Bible begins to talk about people who would just speak out of presumption. What is presumption? Presumption means you just did it out of your own heart, out of your own imagination. You spoke because you just wanted it to happen. It was your will. What in God's will? It's something you wanted. You was in allegiance with somebody and because I like Brother Gerard Walters, then, then I'm going to say this now and I put God's name on it just because me and him go out every Tuesday to Sonny's and eat barbecue and I like him and so I'm going to say God said it. See, God said I'll deal and we got to rise up in the body of Christ and we need to start speaking out and being strong against people who put God's name on something and the thing never comes to pass. I want to say the word never because I do believe God has seasons and prophecy has time, all right? So we can't always, but if they said God was going to do it in two days and they never come to pass in two days, we need to be able to tell them you will lie, lie, lie and you're not telling the truth. And in the Old Testament, we were able to walk pure before God because God didn't allow false prophets to live. Let me get through here. All right. False prophet to live. Verse 21. And if thou shalt say in thine heart, how shall we know which word which the Lord hath not spoken? How are we going to know? We don't know if this is God or not. Because see, that's why I'm preaching like this. Because in this election, one of the things that happened is the body of Christ got tried. And some folks in the body of Christ lost. They fail. Some people in the body of Christ became more accustomed to democracy than theocracy. They were so focused. Uh, let me go here so I can move on and preach my text. They were so focused thinking that God can only use Trump for the few things he did. God can use Trump, but God couldn't use Biden. And you missing it. It is God. How about the scripture says the heart of the king is in God's hand. Is that only good for Trump, for those who was on that side, and it's not good for Biden? No, 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 no. You missing it, and people have got pulled into idolatry in the body of Christ. I even heard one reputable known father of the faith begin to talk about, I'm going to say it clearly, that Trump was God's man. It was gross error. That is gross error. I'm going to be very clear today. God can use Trump and anybody else because the Bible declares that God even used the donkey. So we know God can use anything because God is sovereign. He's the creator and he can use anything he created. But you're in error anytime you begin to say that he is God's man. When you become God's man or God's woman, one thing you will do for a nation that you are leading is lead people to repentance. You can't be God's man and not lead people to 
to repentance. No, I'm not talking about leading them to abortion, not doing abortion, not having uh, homosexual acts or leading them to tradition. No, no. Repentance is a heart change and you can never be God's man or woman if you don't lead people to repentance. And so it was in error to say that Trump was God's man. That's a lie and I want to deal with it from its root. It's the spirit of religion. It's the spirit of tradition. It's the spirit of patriotism and it's not coming from the heart of God. And what that thing did, it mixed up the body of Christ. Over the last couple of weeks, I ain't never seen the body of Christ use scripture to fight each other. Body of Christ was using scripture to fight one another. Come on, fight one another. Putting scripture, uh, 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 they're just throwing scriptures at each other on social media. It's a sign that the enemy has come in and has moved our faith from the one and true and living God. And he just wanted to say, how are we going to know this a prophet? Here we go, verse 22. When a prophet speaks in my name, in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously thou shalt not be afraid of him what did that mean thou shalt not be afraid of him it means don't give that person no reverence afraid of him means don't, don't look at them like they carry the voice of God God said, basically, stop respecting people who prophesy. Stop respecting false prophets. Stop sowing into their ministries. Stop showing up and being faithful. Stop. God said, stop. Do not be afraid of them. That word afraid means fear. Don't be fearful. And the word fear means reverence here. All right. I'm talking about fearful reverence. I'm talking about respect them. Don't respect them that when they come, here comes the voice of God. God said when they prophesy and things don't come to pass, all right, things don't come to pass. God said look at that thing. And so many people are afraid to judge that thing and say that thing didn't come to pass. It's just not the Lord. And right. And if you were prophet and you listened to me online this morning and you were prophet and you, and you spoke some things that didn't come to pass, all you got to do is say, Lord, forgive me. Get your heart right come on and get right in line with God because what's important oh God I'm in something deep today Lord help me I'm trying to move real quick uh, uh, what's important let, let's, let me give you an example because there are times you can miss God now I, I don't want to get up here today uh, 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 and the difference between somebody who miss God and get right back in line with the flow and a person who miss God and become a false prophet the difference is their heart See the difference in their heart. Let me show what I mean. You ever been going somewhere and you're trying to get to a destination and you miss your right turn? You should have turned a right uh, two blocks ago and then the person next to you said you missed your turn but you too stubborn and you too arrogant to listen to the person next to you to say you, you need to go this way. You know, I got this. I got this. I got this. I know where I'm going. I'm, I'm doing this thing. Be quiet. Be quiet. And next thing you know uh, it's 30 minutes later you late to your function. You didn't get where you needed to go. Why? Because you was hard headed and refused to turn around and correct what you missed. So many times the difference between a person who says something in the name of the Lord and it doesn't come to pass is the heart. All right, And sometimes people think they hear God and ain't do nothing but hurt themselves. A person who prophesies presumptuously means a person who heard themselves louder than they heard God. So to hear God clearly, you got to filter out your agendas. To hear God clearly, you can't be worried about your connections and what they gonna think and what they gonna 
going to say. You got to filter yourself out of all that stuff and say, God, what are you saying? And if you don't have the ability to do that, you will start speaking in his name and things won't come to pass. And things won't come to pass. And what makes the difference between your legacy as a person who speaks on God? All right, let me, let me slow down. Uh, a person who speaks for God means it's the story of Moses and Aaron. Y'all know the story of Moses and Aaron? Moses says, I can't speak well before the people, so give me somebody who can speak for me. So Aaron became a prophet for Moses. But the key is, Aaron don't talk unless Moses talks. Aaron don't say anything unless Moses say anything. Aaron don't convey anything that Moses hadn't conveyed. So Aaron's ability to talk is based on whatever Moses says. What happens in the prophetic and what happens with the people of God, they get caught up in all these other egos and they feel like they got to be the first one to prophesy who's going to be the next president. If God hadn't told you nothing, I didn't go no fast about who's going to be the next president. I didn't even know. And it wasn't all that important to me in the bigger scheme of things who was going to be the president. Now, I voted, but in the bigger scheme of things, it wasn't all that important. I voted, but in the bigger scheme of things, because if it was Trump, God can still do what he need to do because he's God, and that's who I'm serving. If it's Biden, I, God can still do because the heart of the king is still in the hand of God. Come on now. I don't care if it was Alice in Wonderland. If God ever gets to Alice, God will change her around. Can I get y'all delivered today? Can I get you delivered today? Come on now. And so many times people are not able to speak before God because their heart not right. And this is what I'm telling you. We got to start looking at this kind of stuff and stop ignoring all these people keep using God's name and never coming back in humility to say I miss God. See, I can respect you more. I may not listen to you as often, but I can at least respect you more if you come back and say I miss God. It show that you care about the people of God. It show that you care about God more than their ego. But the false prophet don't come back to say I miss God. The false prophet don't come back to do none of those times. They keep going on and trying to prove that it was God and they start lying and manipulating. Y'all get me what I'm saying? This was important in Daniel's time and it's important in today's time. Y'all with me today? I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Let's go to Acts. Come on, let me go to Acts and I got one more verse of scripture and I'm going home. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. I done said what I got woman to say. Come on, say the people that know that God. Say the people that know that God. The people that know that God. Let's go. Let's go to Acts 16. This is what God's been dealing with me with, with the body of Christ. We got to have a reckoning in the body of Christ. This election has showed that we need a reckoning in the body of Christ. We got more prophets want to prophesy who the next president than to prophesy what's going on in the church. We get confused that the highest form of government is theocracy and not democracy. It doesn't mean we don't participate in democracy. We don't mean we don't vote. It don't mean that we don't protest. It don't mean that we don't show up. It don't mean that we don't support the disenfranchised. It don't mean that we don't involve ourselves. But anytime we involve ourselves, come on, I'm talking to Christian believers, we involve ourselves from a salt and light point of view. The Bible says we are the light of the world and we are the salt of the earth. So anytime we even involve ourselves, it's either to bring light to darkness or salt to something that's dying. 
So anytime we're involved, we're involved from a theocratic point of view to bring theocracy to democracy. The problem we had is now we're listening to democracy talk to theocracy. The devil is a lie, and I'm pointing a specific thing, a demon. I'm dealing with it. The devil is a lie when the White House and the specific person that's currently the president is going to tell the church and me what's morally good. Y'all ain't hearing me clearly. I said it clearly. Y'all ain't hearing that. Y'all ain't hearing that. As believers, we're the one who takes the stand on what's morally good. And we never give up our position of what's morally good at any time. Even when we vote, we still hold our position. No matter who you're voting for, we still hold our position on what's morally right or morally good. And we're not looking for the government. God help me to preach this. We're not looking since the era of what happened with the church. We're not looking for the government to become the church. We're the one called to preach the gospel. We're the one. I don't care if they never give us a grant. We're going to feed the poor. I don't care if they never give us funding. You're going to tithe and you're going to give offering and we're going to help somebody. Our problem is we keep depending on the government for what God called us to do. That's our problem. We're the one that's going to preach the gospel. The God didn't call the, the, uh, uh, the White House to preach the gospel. They're to, they're to make sure a fairness of policy. They have a specific part in the government. But we are the ones to preach the gospel. We, 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 the church went down the White House and tried to transfer the duties of the church to the White House. And that's what's happening. And that's why many Christians today, good-hearted Christians today, are confused on this election. Good-hearted people, people who love God are confused. Why? Because those who spoke for God spoke out of term. They spoke out of their own head. They didn't balance things off. They didn't speak correctly concerning God. All right, concerning God. All right, let's go to Acts 16. I'm going to think I'm going put it, to put it together right here. I ain't even going to finish. I'll finish later. If you come back, I'll finish. If you stay connected, I'll finish. Acts 16, this is where I'm going to put it at. The people who know their God, Acts 16. Acts 16, 16 to 22. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, the disciples, the apostles went to prayer. Everybody say, went to prayer. I want you to see this. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. I want y'all to pay attention. Which brought her masters much gain by suit saying. Now, this is what's happening. You got a people of God who are focused on hearing God. How do we hear God? Prayer. They were on the way to prayer. Prayer is our relationship with God. They were on their way seeking God through prayer. And here comes this confrontation between those who go to prayer and those who don't. A damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. What is spirit of divination? Spirit of divination is, means to predict. It actually means to prophesy. But it means you prophesy through, uh, th- through the occult. You prophesy through tarot cards. You prophesy through fortune telling. You prophesy through all type of incantations. You prophesy. You figure out what's going in the spirit world. 
but you're not connected to God. See, that's why it's important. There are people who are gifted and have the gift to be a prophet, but they are not aligned with God. And if you're not aligned with God, you can have the calling to be a prophet and be a be a worker of iniquity and be a worker for the devil. Why? Because prayer is what cements your gift to God. Prayer, through prayer, you know what to do. There's times God's told me stuff. Let me tell y'all something. Because see, everything about, ah, it's in my pinky toe today. Everything about a prophet is not about being revealed. Prophet sees secrets and prophets know how to conceal. So people who are always talking too much, I doubt that God's talking to them all the time because you talk too much and there are things that God say that he say don't say nothing about. There are times God spoke to me and I ain't say nothing for two years. So everybody think because God speaks to you, you got to go around and say everything. No, you, 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 you out of control. You don't have no self-control. You can't control nothing. God can't trust you with nothing. Every time you get a little bit of something from the spirit, you go around and tell everything. Every, prophecy ain't always about reveal. It's about conceal until the right appointed time and season. And so we got people with gifts who are unsubmitted. They're submitted to their ego, submitted to their pride. They're not submitted to the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost will tell you, and I have to give many, many stories. When I got up here to preach, and because I was the pastor, I always tell this story, and for those who hadn't heard it, it was one of the greatest stories, that one of the lessons God taught me as a pastor. Because as a pastor, I just thought, hey, I got a level of authority in this church. The Bible says in Scripture, I got Scripture for it. The Bible says, obey them who have rule over you. Right? The Bible tells us that. And so I knew that when I say something, you're supposed to obey. Hallelujah. I knew that. So I decided that because I was tired of the people at Petty Drive at that time, when we were stuck learning and building our church, I was tired of them coming to church late. I was tired of them coming to church late like they was on time. Church started at 9 o'clock. They coming in at 940 and they hugging, kissing people like they the governor or the mayor. They saying, hey sister, hey brother, you late. We in worship. You know, and all this kind of stuff. I'm aggravated by it. I was so mad about it. I told God I got something for them next Sunday. Oh, they, they think they coming up in there and say, preach pastor. Give us a word. Preach. I got something for them next Sunday. And all week long I kept saying, God, Sunday, man, you got something to do. Well, all week long, I was boiling. I was just, mm -hmm, I'm going to correct this foolishness up in here, coming up in this church late, all this kind of stuff. I got something for them next Sunday, all week long. That means all week long, I hadn't prayed about what God wanted me to say. I hadn't studied about what God wanted me to say, and nothing like that, because all week long, I decided what I wanted, God agreed with. I decided what I wanted to do, I had authority from a scripture, and I was going to go ahead and do it, and I, I was ready, and I got back there Sunday morning did my prayer of submission to God before I came out my office and while I was in my prayer of submission God said this is what I want you to preach and I said God preach I'm rebuking today we ain't preaching today I'm rebuking God said that's what you thought you was doing I didn't tell you to do that this is what you preaching I said preaching God I ain't preaching today I hadn't studied nothing God I ain't got nothing even in my spirit to preach God said you preaching today turn your Bible to Isaiah 54 you preaching from verses 1 through 10 I said God I hadn't read that but he said that's what you preaching today ain't nobody tell you what you can do what you want to do you're not no free agent you can't just preach to my people how you want to preach to them you can't just say what you want to say when you want to say you're my prophet and you speak when I say speak and when I say hush you hush when I say go you go and that was my biggest lesson it was a good humbling lesson and I got up there turned that Bible to Isaiah 54 I said God
God got a word for you today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just what I say, God got a word for you today. In the back of my mind, I would say, Lord, give it to me while I preach. Hallelujah. And I got up there and I preached that Sunday. And after Sunday, church, I'm out there greeting people. A brother came up to me and said, Pastor, thank you for that word today. I needed that so bad. Me and my fellow was going through so much. And after that, I heard the Holy Ghost say, see there, you ain't got time to be walking in your flesh. You ain't got time to be doing what you want to do. And what happens to our gifts in the body of Christ? We got to get in prayer and submit ourselves to God. Come on, let me get out of here. This woman was a soothsayer and she was walking in the spirit of divination. It means she was not submitted to God. Verse 17, the same follow Paul. I got to get out of here. And us, us mean the people of God. When I'm teaching, preaching. Notice the spirit of divination and false prophecy follows the glory. How else is it going to get recognition unless it attaches itself to the real thing? Unless it makes itself a part of the move of God. Unless it disguises itself. How does the wolf get inside the camp? He disguises himself in sheep clothing. So she begins to follow Paul and the men of God and the camp of God saying, these men, listen to this, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now let's pause a minute because what they're saying right now is true. <laughs> what, the, what the woman was saying was true. And so you, ah God, let me just jump into it. You got to be able to discern when what they saying is true, but the motive is wrong. See, this is the place of prayer, but you ain't been talking to God in prayer. You don't know nothing. You, 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 matter of fact, you don't jump on her evangelistic team. You don't jump on her evangelistic team. I'm talking about the soothsayer team. You don't jump on her team and you out there with her talking about this be the people of God. Because it seems like they're saying the right things, but their motives are not right. I'm right there in the Bible. You ain't got to look nowhere else. Verse 18, and this did she many days. Many days dedicated to following something authentic. See, many times you got to be careful of things that be trying to attach itself to the glory. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out of her the self same hour, the same hour. Listen to this. It means, and this is, what, this is what happens with the church right now. This is what's going on. The church need to get in prayer. The church need the spirit of discernment. It's, it's not the spirit of suspicion. Discernment is the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of truth that weaves out what's false. It's a actually detector system in your spirit that goes through something and sees if this is God in the spirit realm. So the spirit of discernment, Paul was grieved. It means he was annoyed, annoyed in his spirit. I know there have been times in my life where I'm just feeling all kind of funny in the spirit. Like God was wrong with me. That's discernment many times. Well, I'm feeling a certain way. And I don't know why I should be feeling this way. I don't understand. What if, sometimes discernment even shows up in your decisions. Sometimes you're trying to make a decision and you just don't feel good about something and you don't know why you don't feel good about it. 
I don't, I don't feel good about it. I, I don't have peace about it. Peace hadn't fell upon me. Comfort hadn't fell. I don't know what it is. And I'm not, I'm talk, I ain't talking about when you're full of anxiety. I ain't talking about when you're full of fear. I'm talking about when you just can't settle in a thing. And you just can't swallow it. Something right. Paul was saying, wait a minute. You've been saying we the people of God for a few days. But man, I'm picking up in my spirit. Something ain't right. He was grieved. He turned around. And he rebuked that spirit out of her. I believe one of the things we got to do is rise up in power and start addressing these spirits. Start confronting these spirits. And this spirit of deception has tried to infiltrate the church. This spirit of deception, of false prophecy, has tried to infiltrate the church. And if the church is in prayer, see what I'm saying? If the church is in prayer, it's no big thing for the average saint to discern what's going on in the body of Christ. You should not be tricked on what the world is doing. Don't y'all know the world is full of foolishness? Don't you know they whereby they lie with craftiness and deceit? Don't you know you got to have the Holy Spirit to uproot this foolishness that's going on in the world? And Paul is able to cast this spirit out. Verse 19. And when her master saw that the hopes of their gangs were gone. So I want you to see the alliance she had. That she was actually working for people. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Now, didn't I teach you earlier that you got to be willing to suffer something to speak for God's name? There I go right there. Paul and Silas just cast out this devil, this woman. They done called the magistrates, brought them to the magistrates. Verse 20, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city, lied on them. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. We shouldn't be listening to what they say. They're taking us away from the customs of being a Roman, uh, Roman citizenship. They're outside the cold. And the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And this is what I also want to say about the people who know their God. That we will suffer persecution. The church of Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. We will go through things where we are targeted because we stand for the, for the gospel. And you got to be willing to, to live for God. You got to be willing to stand for God. You got to be willing to stand for God and his kingdom, although everything around you is saying that you're guilty and you're wrong. They were beaten. They were persecuted. But we know that God's on their side. This is my final verse. Romans 8. This is it. You know the scripture. Romans 8 verse 28. I'm going to end right here. Romans 8 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good. Tell somebody I ain't even worried about it. Tell somebody I ain't even worried about it. We know there's something about the confidence of the post people who know God. Some way God going to flip this thing. Some way God's going to bring redemption. Some way, somehow, God's going to work this thing out. We know we have an assurance for those who love God to them who are called according to his purpose. We know all things. Those who know the Lord. Those who know their God, they're going to have power. God has given us, not given us a spirit of fear. And so y'all need to go to sleep. Cover yourself. Ask God to dispatch his holy angels. Come on. And it's God who dispatches the angels. Don't get cut up with that wrong type prayer. God decides what angels come. We're not the author of no African and no South American angels, that bunch of foolishness. God decides. We don't decide that God's angels in America is not sufficient to handle the battle in America. And so we got to go call a foreign African. And come on, that's a bunch of foolishness. God gives, the Bible says, he will give his angels charge. 
So we can ask God, God, we ask you to send your angels. But we don't have authority over angels. If it was so, we'll have angels places God don't want them to be. With our crazy self, God, 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 angels over there at Walmart. God ain't want them to be at Walmart. People ought to lie and twist in theology. And somebody who's a great fan is going to be praying, sending angels from Cuba. Now, it, now people start praying crazy. You don't believe it now. Some of us strong. We're like, man, that's a bunch of foolishness. But there are people who are gullible, naive, who are caught up in personality, and they easily get swayed by that stuff. And the next thing you know, they'll be praying to African angels. And, one, and then, then they get caught up into the occult and the spirit world and not aligned with the Holy Ghost. Hope y'all hearing me clearly. Bunch of foolishness in Jesus' mighty name. But I want you to understand the people who know that God will have power, love, and a sound mind. You ain't got no business losing your mind concerning this election. You ain't got no business being sad. You ain't got no business running around with no anxiety. I'm glad it's about over in a little bit after they go to court and figure out it ain't going to work. Go on about your business. Go on there. Go on here. When they finish all this foolishness, it's just going to be what it is. But what matters most is, is God is sovereign. That's what matters most to the believer. We have our, we have our specific voting um, lean. Some of us lean Republican. Some of us lean Democrat. Some of us independent. Some of us so frustrated we don't know what to do. Some of us don't know what to do. It's so much of chaos. At the end of the day, God is sovereign. No matter who in the White House, God is still sovereign. Through wisdom, knowledge, intellect, we should make our best choice, which many of us did, whatever that was for us. But at no time, as a believer, I'm talking about as a believer, I'm not talking to you just as a citizen of Leon County. I'm not talking to you just as a citizen of the United States. I'm talking about a citizen of the kingdom of God. You are not to be over frantic. Not if you know God. Because the people who know God shall be strong. They shall be mighty and do exploits. And I want to allow you that you make sure that you're not caught up in the world's foolishness. I want to make sure this church and the people under the authority that I'm governed and called to teach and preach to understand what our position is overall. I'm not getting up here in, the God, in God's pulpit to preach no Republican gospel. I'm not getting up here to preach no Democratic gospel. It ain't happening. Too many pastors have allowed their pulpit to be used by secular influence. So much so, the people of God don't know what to do about God. They've opened the doors of their pulpit. The sacred preaching of the gospel have been infiltrated with all other types of agendas. Versus telling the people, whatever after you vote, God, we need to trust God. And I, God told me and I told y'all, and I gave that word of the Lord on that Saturday morning. It was rebuked to the body of Christ. God said, I told y'all to pray. Meaning, get back in your position to pray. No matter who's your mayor, your governor, your commissioner, make sure you're praying. The Bible tells us that, first of all, praying for all those in authority, for kings and for those in authority. We got a position in the spirit. And it's nonpartisan. So guess what? Body of Christ got to get used to praying for people that you may not like politically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, some of y'all in error. Come on over here. Some of y'all in error. 
because your heart has got filled with so much worldly stuff you don't know how to pray you don't know how to hold up the kingdom of God assignment in this world God said pray for all those authority so I'm not just going to start praying because if specifically I like Joe Biden now I'm back in the prayer hallelujah you're in error you should have been praying for any president we ever had the Bible says pray that we may live a life of peace God has tried to correct us in the word. If you'll stand even at home, even those who are in the sanctuary, our essential team, I have to say that for those who are listening. I don't want you to think that we've opened our public our doors to the public yet. This is a central team and those who are doing the things to carry the service live. You will know when we open the public. So, But those who are standing, I want you to stand. I want you to lift your hands. I just want to share a few things from the word and I kind of cut it short. I think you got the heart of things. People who know that God it's time for us to be strong in the word of the Lord. It's trying for us to be strong. And sometimes you got to go to the word and study. See, I was, even, I was able to judge what happened this week because of the word. I ain't, I ain't have to be super deep. You could have judged it too if you knew the word. If you knew what the word says about the word, say he give his angels charge. You would have knew that was an error. You would have knew error. It's called the spirit of error. Something that's not aligned with the word. And if it's a spirit of error, then it means the Holy Spirit can't come and do it. The Holy Spirit works along with the Word. And if the Word is wrong, then the Holy Spirit can't honor a, word, a wrong Word. A wrong theology. But when we preach the Gospel, when we preach it right, power comes. Confirmation comes. So Father, our hands are lifted today. Align the church all over the world brothers and sisters in Christ across racial lines we serve an almighty God who created men from different hues and even in the church we refuse to allow an election to destroy the unity of the spirit there are brothers and sisters in the body of Christ who may have voted different than us different than you but the bottom line should be that we all love Jesus. Father, I pray against the spirit of division that has tried to disrupt the flow of the gospel. We bind the spirit of the soothsayer, the liar, the one with the ego trip, the one who's interested in their own selves and don't really care about being aligned to the body. We rebuke that spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Satan, you a liar. Hush your mouth in Jesus' mighty name. We take authority of what comes open in our ear gates. What comes into our spiritual gates. And we thank you for the discernment that won't allow us to swallow falsehood, lies, deception, and flatteries. I thank you today. We are those people, the people who know their God. And we shall be mighty and we shall do exploits. In Jesus' name, will you praise God for the word today? We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.